Some people think it takes a giant to make a change. Someone who is talented, educated, charismatic, strong, a hero. Someone with power, a champion. That in a world filled with negativity and darkness, it requires a great person to alter a mentality, revolutionize a societal attitude or practice, to form an impact. This isn't true. Every small act of kindness we do, every time we make the right choice, it is like a pebble being dropped into the ocean. The ripple effects travel on and on, becoming bigger and bigger. You never know who will be inspired by your actions and take on themselves to follow your example. It is easy to follow the norm, to go with the flow, to accept attitudes and practices that the world around you accepts. What is difficult, what takes strength, real power, is to do what you know is the right thing. A wise Jewish proverb says, Who is strong, he who conquers his inclination. In the world of today, where terrorism, corruption, and immorality are the norm, it takes real strength to lead an ethical, moral, and proper life. To not accept prejudices, not stand by when you are in a position to help others, and to be a good example. When I heard about the people who went to Darfur and other third world countries to help out others less fortunate than they, and provide much needed aid, I was inspired. Many of those people gave up personal comforts, and some even risked their lives. These people are heroes. Of course, not all of us are in a position to be able to do the things they did, nor make the sacrifices they made. But every person has a realm of influence, a circle of acquaintances, a small world in which they can make a difference. In bettering our relationships with our family and friends, or in utilizing our God-given talents, money, and time to benefit those less fortunate, there are always ways to share and give to others. And everyone has what to give. One of my favorite stories is told by a father with a child who was born with severe learning disabilities. He prefaced his story with the following question. If everything God does reflects his perfection, where do we see that perfection in a boy like my son, Shai, who cannot learn like other children? He then told the story. After studying all week at an Orthodox-run school in Brooklyn for learning disabled children, Shai attends a class at Yeshiva Dar Torah on Sunday. One Sunday afternoon, Shai's father went to pick him up. Some of Shai's classmates were playing baseball, and Shai tugged at his father's sleeve, asking, Do you think they will let me play? His father knew that because of his motor coordination difficulties, Shai could not really play with other boys. But he saw how much it meant to Shai, and so he decided to approach one of the boys to ask if Shai could join. The boy hesitated momentarily before nodding his assent. The fact that his team was trailing by six runs in the eighth inning made the decision easier. Nothing Shai would do was likely to affect the outcome anyway. Shai was given a mitt and went to stand in short center field as his team's 10th player. Shai's team staged a small rally in the bottom of the 8th, but still entered the ninth inning trailing by three runs. With two outs in the bottom of the ninth, Shai's teammates loaded the bases. The potential winning run was due up, but the next scheduled batter was none other than Shai. Would his teammates protest that they not be penalized for letting Shai play and demand to put up the next batter? No. Shai was handed a bat and pointed to the plate. Shai did not even know how to hold the bat. Recognizing how hard it would be for Shai to hit the ball, the opposing pitcher moved in several steps and lobbed the ball gently to the plate. Still, Shai did not manage to get the bat off his shoulder until the ball was in the catcher's mitt. Before the next pitch, one of Shai's teammates joined him at the plate to help swing. Once again, the pitcher lobbed a soft pitch. This time, Shai made feeble contact, sending a slow dribbler back to the mound for what looked like the game ending out. After feeling the ball, however, 
The pitcher threw it way over the first baseman, deep into right field. Shy's teammates shouted at him, Run to first, Shy, run to first, as they accompanied him down the first baseline. By the time the right fielder tracked the ball down, Shy was headed for a second, with a wide-eyed, startled look on his face. The right fielder quickly grasped the pitcher's intention. Instead of throwing Shy out at second, he threw the ball way over the third baseman's head. By now, both teams were chanting together, Run, Shy, run! As Shy passed second base, the shortstop hurried over and turned him in the direction of third. All 18 players joined Shy on his triumphal run home, and together they hoisted the hero, author of the game-winning slam, onto their shoulders. Shy's father was crying by the time he finished the story. Now he was ready to answer his original question. That day, he said, those 18 boys reached their level of God's perfection. Without Shy, they could not have done it. We are all here on earth with a mission to make this world a better place. Some of us do the giving and some the receiving. But what makes people like you and me and the boys in that story heroes is when we go beyond the norm, beyond expectations, to do what we know is right.